I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Sophie Harmon. And I'm Frederick Ferrier. And this is Friends, Friends with, with Benefits. Benefits. <laughs> That was perfect. No, I don't want to be eternalized you, like that. You sound so sexy when you talk like right. that. You know that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Sophie Herman and Mr. Mouse, Freddie Mouse. Also known as Frederick Ferrier, but yeah. <laughs> one of two people that's actually got Sophie to open up. I mean, I'm one of them. And I think this next person, right? Am I right in saying? Uh, she is definitely the second um, person. <laughs> when I, I don't mean like that. Open up. Get your mind out of the gutter, guys. Okay, so we have Anna from Celebs Go Dating, the dating guru. I mean, she has some absolutely incredible advice you're going to want to hear. And she also, I mean, she shared a story with us afterwards. I mean, Sophie, I, it just sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Right. Do you want me to take over from here? Yes, okay, please. Okay, uh, everyone um, who is heavily pregnant will perhaps understand this uh, mythical situation that Anna will explain to us uh, very soon. But apparently your vagina swells up when you're pregnant. I can't, I can't say that. Frankly. See, I I'm couldn't sorry. say it either, I right? Can't. So yeah, anyway, here we go. Anna, let's take it away. Ciao! So nice to finally meet you. I've heard... And you! I, I mean, Sophie said that you were the best thing to come out of that show, you know, for oh, her. Oh, like... well, so was she for me. And also, just I have to caveat it, guys. Full disclosure, I'm in my pre-reno granny bedroom because I have both my children off with the nanny and they are loud as fuck so I've had to hide up here so I'm really sorry I look really unprofessional in the bloody bedroom oh, pre-reno pre-reno I love it no yeah. it looks like li you're, you're sitting inside liberty says something <laughs> it is a bit like that <laughs> so also can we say first of all first and foremost happy belated birthday <laughs> Naughty mille. It was yeah, I I had a real issue about being 40, but now I'm just embracing it. I'm you embracing the it, goddess of basically everything. Come on. No, Why? Stop. What was your issue? Well, it's bloody old, isn't it? It's not old. Come on. No, look at you. Like honestly, I feel like looking back at my parents' pictures, for example, when they yeah. were 40. Or, or when they were my age. I mean, 
we look so much younger. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's. Do you it, tell them that? Dad, yeah, you look like shit exactly. when you, you were my look age. Old as I look fuck. fucking amazing, Dad. Like, seriously. I can introduce you to Dr. Barbara Sturm. She's like a friend of mine. Exactly. You know. Do you know what I think it is? It's because I remember, I mean, I was only a child, but I remember going to my parent, one of my parents' 40s, and I look back now, I, like my mum had like the worst 80s perm. Yeah. And as you say, they all look really old. Yeah, they yeah, look yeah. And old. And I think now, yeah, now I think, I like to think we have massively turned back the clock. Because I look at my parents now, my parents are in their early 70s. And actually, if I look at my grandparents in the early 70s, they had the full, you know, corkscrew tight grey perm going Five. on. Like my mum, <laughs> my mum is like rocking like a little bodycon dress. You know, she's got, her hair going on in her bob yeah. like it is different it is different I was actually embracing you know getting older I was perfectly happy with it that's because until you have this changed. one until this one suddenly we're we're actually filming this oh, last season go. in the wilderness oh, yeah, yeah. And, and she's there she's just like combing my hair that sounds weird to the listeners but it's actually quite a common thing that's what we do the whole time braid like, each other's hair just grooms comb. me well you both have excellent manes you have great hair well thank you I, th- I was quite pleased with my until this one's like hey Nice bald patch you've got there, Freddie Mouse. <laughs> I was like, what? Anyway, and yeah. then she, I just if look you up need at honesty, her. It's Sophie. I know, and I and then I literally, I just, I think I left, and I called my, and I was like, hey, I called the guy that cuts my hair, and I'm like, Sean, <laughs> be honest with me, and I don't want you to lie to me. Don't sugarcoat it. Well, in fact, please sugarcoat it if it's bad. But am I balding? And he's like, who told you that? <laughs> I was like, Are you Sophie actually Herman. Do you need a little transplant? No, I think I'm he was not. just lying down for so long that it was almost like a newborn with the fontanella. Got it. You know that Got was. <laughs> I know. Cut me deep. Like anyway, but I feel other than that, I feel good with it. So she said that, but other than that, uh, I think I don't know. I think age is one of these things. I think if you're worried about getting older, you're always worried about getting older. I think it's like yeah. people that are worried about turning 40 are the same people that are worried about turning 30, same people worried about Always. turning 21. Always. I think just... I had the same crisis at 30 and then realised the 30s were my favourite decade to date. And then, well, the 30s of the decade, I got married, had kids, and now 40s? Ooh, what does that hold? Gracefully. I mean, the 40s, I mean, what, I mean, so we're going to do this podcast again in 10 years, you'll see. And you're going to be like, I, I had no idea my 40s would be the best years of my life. So what would yeah. you, what do you hope the, uh, what do you hope to sort of not achieve but what do you hope is going to that your 40s holds for you do you know something that is a great question because I want to learn a lot more in my 40s you know I've done I've done did so much sort of qualifying in in sort of you know psychotherapy kind of in my early 30s and then actually there's a there's a lot of other extra qualifications on top of it like I've, I've wanted for years to do my f- proper um hypnosis hypnotherapy qualifications yeah which I've got a, I've I've, do, I've got a little bit of it uh, I have done some of it but it's a fascinating form of uh psychotherapy for change work particularly with mental health so trauma phobias that kind of thing that's a really really cool skill to have I think that's amazing also before when we when we talked about like getting you know, a little bit antsy before your birthday. So if it's 21, 30 or 40, actually, both of you have, you were the one in the house who actually took my fear a little bit away from the whole, you called it milestone panic or something. Um, 
and 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 you're the one who always tells me that um I shouldn't be too worried about like the time I've been I've wasted with someone. I remember that actually, Sophie. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge and that and it's such a common thing when it comes to sort of dating and having babies and getting married, yeah. more so for women than guys, I think. Um and it is because you know we do have these biological clocks and you know and I think I remember saying to you at the time on Slevsko dating, you know, I remember being in my early 30s and I'd come out of a long-term relationship and I was so pissed off about the whole situation yeah. <laughs> because it wasn't where I wanted to be. You know, I had friends of mine that were all getting married around me and having kids. Um, but, you know, I learned, you know, but again, I do sort of practice what I preach most of the time. And actually, it is just about finding your space, your time and not conforming and measuring yourself against everyone else. Because you know what? I've got friends of mine that met the love of their life in inverted mm. commas in their early 20s and they're on their third marriages now. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I really do believe in that and actually I am so grateful that I didn't meet my now husband until I was in my mid-30s and I had you know I had my first son Vincenzo when um, I was 35 I had, had Eleonora when I was 38 and you know what I may even have one more who knows I don't know yet but um yeah, I'm pleased I didn't do it any earlier because I wasn't ready. I was traveling the world, you know, and I had my own, I had my own shit going on and and you do and everyone does. You actually gave me this whole TED talk before you sent me on a date with a 21-year-old. God, baby T, bless him. And actually he actually honked at me and at me, a traffic light. Oh my god, it was at Stop. Yes, don't, that's true. Don't. Yeah. I didn't see baby line. T again. Yeah, he was I actually honking baby. at me, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you twat. Hot blonde well, on the back, yeah. <laughs> and She's he was a lesbian. In his Mustang um, uh, car, and like it was him and someone else. My God! But he literally like with one arm hanging out, like these aviator glasses on. I was like, hey. What's up? Like, lol. I mean, for your listeners, for your listeners, just to, to, to take them in this, this is when you were appalled, weren't you, Sophie, on Slebsky Dating, when Paul and I really did decide to have a little test outside your comfort zone. And I mean, that yeah, was... You nicknamed him Baby T. I mean, he was young. He was 21. Um, but sometimes we do these things just to throw curveballs in because you never know, because often we're just, we're wanting people just to sort of scramble <laughs> with their ideals and where they're going to go. But it's safe to say so. You, you absolutely came out of the mansion as the standout star. Oh, you know thank you. you. I know mean, that. throw enough 21-year-olds at me and I will date Tom Zanetti. <laughs> I mean, this is what happens, literally. <laughs> thank you so much, Anna. <laughs> you are welcome. Definitely. That's one thing I noticed with the show is just how much, how good you guys were with everyone. And I think that, you know, especially when you had that sort of one-on-one, -on -one, like Sophie... I always say this as like one of the highest walls when it comes to letting down your guard. And there's very few people that it's can actually... It's the Berlin Wall. It is the Berlin Wall, except <laughs> it it's still up. Berlin it's still wall. very much going strong. Um, <laughs> that Munich Wall, you know. But you guys were amazing. at, uh, And I think she came out of the house having tried something totally new, which before she would never have done. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing I said to you, like, because... You were so like, oh, you know, you felt like, you know, you'd maybe sort of wasted time, but it's just not about that. You came out of that like relationship and that house knowing so much more about yourself. Definitely. I've done so much work also on myself in the house. And normally I was someone who I, I, I told um, Paul and Anna before that I've tried couples counseling once with my, or actually four times with my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> which didn't work out so well. And, um, and I had like one shrink uh, session before. And I just, mm -hmm. every time I had... A bad experience with it. I didn't feel felt understood or sure. um, 
it was just not for me. So I completely wrote that off for me and was like, yeah, no, you know. Understandably. So, uh, and then I met you guys and it took me a couple of days, but I really started because I kind of like observed first and and wanted to see you watch what you do, your wizardry magic. And (laughs) you guys just convinced me so much that I talked about things that I've never, I mean, I cried for the first time Mm. on TV with you guys. Um, And in the end, actually turned out to be a good thing. That was the best goddamn cry I ever did. It was the best cry ever. It was was necessary. I needed it. It was a career cry. A career cry. It was a career cry. But but we you know we and you know this Soph as well you know and and, and anyone that comes you know through through that show um, and and the producers are great because they really do give us that that rain now because they know that Paul and I um, gosh I hope this doesn't sound uh, conceited but Paul and I don't need to do the show as in you know we we have enough fingers in pies and we do everything that we do in life you know in our careers because we enjoy doing it but we love doing celebs go dating you know we absolutely love it um, and we're really serious about it and you know that and you but you're quite right right because when you come into that absolutely especially coming from a reality tv background as well naturally you're going to be skeptical you're going to be thinking who are these people exactly you know are, are they for real are they bullshit you know are they just taking the paycheck and going which which a lot of people do you know and let's be honest you know that's just the nature of of the industry and i think it's quite unusual <laughs> to have people to have that people that are actually qualified counselors yeah. and, and <laughs> do what they do on the telly yeah, yeah. And, and we really care about it and it's something that paul and i um you know have been really serious about and sincere about since we did it and and you were you were brilliant because you came in naturally quite skeptical who wouldn't be yeah um and you know we've all seen how reality shows and we've never done the mansion before so i can also imagine that might have felt like oh my god what never I dated anyone on tv before by the way yeah I believe so. when you i mean when she told me that she had her own room and i was like <laughs> yeah Wait, what? You're like, yeah, I've got my own, like, I'm the Duchess, you know? Oh, yeah, by the way, everyone calls me the Duchess now. So, and I was like, how the hell did she manage to rewrite the entire... Actually, that's a question. Is anyone else going to have that luxury in the future seasons to have their own room? Now, is she set Definitely. a horrible president or is that is that a th- something that's only reserved for Sophie? Listen, first of all, I asked and the other girls could... There were definitely enough rooms in this mansion. I mean, mm-hmm. they if they, they did, just didn't really venture don't, into the, into ask, the first floor. And if you don't ask, you don't get, get it. Exactly. I mean... I concur. I mean, that that's it. You know, if, if I, I admire anyone that has their own standards and principles and their own, you know, tick list of what they will and won't do. So, you know, would we have liked Sophie in the dormitory? Sure. But equally, Sophie no, wants you her wouldn't. own room. No, no nobody but, wants me like to wake up so, and be like, oh, do you know what? I've never, I've never, ever said this to you or anyone else publicly, but I would have asked for my own room too. Obviously, anyone with a working brain cell would. You come across as immensely wise and, you know, every you seem to sort of have the right thing to say at all times. Were you always like that? Or did you, is this is this wisdom that you learned over the years or when you were growing up, were you sort of at one point hopeless in love trying to find the right person? Or is this something that you would, were you always who you are now? Do you know what, Fred? That's actually a brilliant question. And I hope that doesn't, I hope this doesn't sound um, conceited when I say I kind of have always been quite reflective in my thinking. And I think it does come from my upbringing. And I think, and I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, um, of of looking into people's upbringing and it's I think it's really important to to have that nurture when you're a kid and I'm a real mix between both my parents so my parents um 
this sounds I don't know how I can say this so it doesn't sound like I'm being incredibly rude or classist but my it's parents fine. could have come you can from, be both from on either our side podcast, of the tracks please. yeah exactly so my mum my mum comes from what I'd call a very well-to-do family and my dad came from a family that did very well for themselves but kind of climbed their way up there if you mm-hmm. know what I mean um so I come from a family though it's very deep rooted in fairness inequality and um being non-judgmental because my family are all made up of people um from all different you know walks of life you know and sociological backgrounds and so my parents always brought us up that they always used to say to us manners cost nothing so they always taught us to be fair to be equal to be non-judgmental to never be confrontational um in an aggressive way obviously hold your own yeah um and but to be kind of reflective and sort of think before you speak so I think I take a lot of that moving forward I'm also big into my star signs and I'm sort of cancer leo cusp but I think I'm very very indicative of that but actually to kind of which sort of so I've always been fairly I've always been sort of the um, the peacekeeper and always the person that is there to sort of listen but actually I think what really then fast forwarded that in a more of a career progression was when I had a terrible uh, mental breakdown in my 20s when I was presenting kids TV and I didn't know what the hell had happened to me and I was in a a psychologically abusive relationship at the time and I was people pleasing and you know all kinds of things were going on for me Um, and then I took a massive step back I then had therapy myself realized how amazing it was thought it was just one of those things that other people did Um, then I thought my god this is actually amazing and then I started looking into it and then studying it behind the camera it wasn't anything anyone knew about I didn't sort of sit there I wasn't that clever to think of it as a career you know a career game change but I started learning about when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And then uh, and then practicing privately as a private uh, psychotherapist. And then it it sort of ended up segueing on, onto the screen when a, a few TV producers that I work with were like, hang on, don't you do this? And I, was, and I actually stepped in. The re- how it all started on sort of the telly side of things was um, on This Morning, uh, ITV's This Morning, and um, Denise Robertson, may she rest in peace, lovely Denise, who was the resident agony aunt for donkey's years, um, took a break over the summer 
Um, and they wanted someone to step in and they were kind of freshening up the program for the summer a bit and they wanted perhaps someone a bit younger and a bit um, and they and I, I was working I've worked for ITV for years at the time I had I now work for Channel 4 mainly um, and then they were like oh, Anna don't you do this and I said yeah they said well, do you, will you do a kind of agony aunt ask Anna section on the show which I did and then it, it sort of all went from there and then I sort of ended up doing you know the, the psych um, stuff on Big Brother and and you know and then it moved on to Slevsko dating so um, so yeah I love it but that's also why I, I respected you so much because mm. you were exactly talking out of your own um, from your own memories and your own experience. So right. I just felt more understood, also from a fellow right. female. You know, you just it's exactly. it's just you just open up more rather than a seventy year old shrink on on Harley Street who's, who's who's read it in a book. You know, which exactly. you know fair fair play. You know, it's 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 worth its weight in gold. But it's the same with me. You know, I've had mental breakdowns in my twenties. I know how that feels. I've had postnatal breakdowns breakdowns so when there's someone that's going through that experience to I, I hope and and what's a lovely compliment is when people go oh my god but you're fine and I'm like oh, yeah I am you know but I've worked on it you know and I and I like to hopefully give that positivity to people and say we can go through some really shitty times in life but actually we can also you know there there really is light at the end of the tunnel and you just gotta keep going what is your key advice for um to actually you know kind of spot that light at the tunnel when you are in such a dark place such a hole yeah um I think it is really to future pace that goal and where you want to get to. You know, it is. In fact, you asked a great question at the beginning, Fred, about you know what I'm going to do in my forties. Um, you know, I need to I need to actually really sit down and 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 think about that more actually because a decade is a hell of a long time. There's a lot I can pack into this one. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, when you're in those dark moments, and I've had them, I had them when I'd had I had this sort of spectacular you know breakdown um, very publicly as well because I did it pretty much almost on air. Uh, when I was uh, working over ITV uh, breakfast, you know, over gosh, 14 years ago. What happened? Um, so I was, I was basically suffering in silence with really bad uh, panic attacks and anxiety, mm. and it was all to do with being as I. Ex explain to you Sophie on on Slebsko dating I was in this uh, mentally abusive relationship but I yeah. didn't know it at the time I was 25 didn't know what it meant but it was very coercive control I was coercively controlled you know it was. Um, It was a really bad time. So I, I was feeling very trapped, but not really understanding what to do about it, you know. And I was sort of gradually being pulled away from my family, you know. And again, like I explained, my family are extremely important to me. They're my, they're my foundations. Um, and I'd been coping, in inverted commas, for probably six months, you know, going into work. And gradually, and this is the thing with mental health, there are so many different symptoms that can come into just, you know, mental health just taps into so many different arenas, you know. At the, and at the height of me having a mental breakdown, I, I describe it, uh, I wrote a book about it called Breaking Mad, um, and then, you know, did sort of therapeutic help. It was like I was a car running on empty for such a long time. And then, you know, the car was so empty, you know, the petrol gauge was starting to beep, 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 beep. As in, you really need to stop now. And if you don't stop, it's going to break completely. Yeah. Um, and I didn't listen to that, you know. And, and my symptoms at the time was I had chronic insomnia. Uh, I I wasn't eating. Um, I was, because so, I was so anxious. Yeah. I developed a I get that as well when I'm anxious, I can't eat. It's very, very common, yeah. And I developed a, a symptom which is very common and people might not know the name of it, but it's called globus pharyngeus, which is when you physically can't swallow um, or, or hold food down or even water. 
when you're highly anxious. I don't know if you, if that, you resonate with that. I think that. we have a German saying for that, actually, mm-hmm. like we do to most things. Um, when you when you have a Kropf im Hals, that's actually when you're so upset that you literally mm-hmm. can't swallow. That's that's basically right. where it stems from. Right, exactly. So it's, it's an actual thing. Mm. So these were all going on. I, my panic attacks were absolutely debilitating, you know, very physical feelings. Um, and mentally, you know, the only way I can describe it was I, I genuinely I genuinely felt like I, I was insane. You know, I really... I really did, you know, my, my, I couldn't think or see. And I was very, um, I developed uh, obsessive compulsive behaviours to do with my TV. Well, I was hosting a, a kids TV show at the time called Tunatic, which was um, Saturday morning TV. And, you know, I'd become very ritualistic in my behaviours. You know, I would like, if I didn't highlight my script in a yellow highlighter pen and, you know, if I hadn't done it by like 9.02 in the morning, you know, these things gradually become obsessive. And that was a sign that my mental health was just down the toilet. Um and and I basically, you know, it's uh, it, I kind of I the, the car engine stopped, it went bang, and uh, it happened at work. Um, I'd gone into film. We were actually I was. Oh, it was one of my favorite. I say favorite. Okay, we you know the saying: you have to hit rock bottom, you yeah. know, to to work your way back up again. And I hadn't slept for for days and days and days at this point I was hanging on by a thread and this is the important thing people go well why didn't you do something about it because I didn't ask for help because I thought I would be you know a bit of a twat really if I'd asked for help because I didn't know what I was asking for help with um turns out the minute I asked for help everyone was extremely nice particularly my employers and that was even before mental health was a thing that was 14 years ago like now Mm. you get even more help Um, And I'd gone in and at the time, uh, ITV, we used to share a studio with Lorraine Mm -hmm. and I'd gone in and I remember going up into ITV, Lorraine had just come off air. So there's a big set change that would happen before our show would go in. And um, I remember seeing one of my colleagues who incidentally had been off for depression recently. So I guess it kind of takes one to know one. Yeah. And she, she must have just seen something in the way I looked and she stopped in all that hustle and bustle and just took that moment to say, you're right. And she asked it a second time. And it's often the second time someone asks, you actually yes. tell the truth? Um, and I just went, no. And I remember bursting into tears. And, oh. you know, that that was it. It was, you know, backdoored in an Addy Lee. Get her out of the building. Oh, She's God. had a breakdown. She's had a bloody Not breakdown. in front of the kids. Oh, Not God. in front of the kids. Oh, um, and, and that was it. But that was kind of my, my road to recovery. And that's when I, and I had some amazing, you know, therapy and, you know, looked looked inwardly looked at what the hell I was doing and uh and it was it was a game changer it was so cathartic and I think ever since then I went on this mission to um not let anyone else suffer as as much as I did that actually I think then by doing that it's that one of the best ways to feel better is to help other people to connect with other people because I think it's so often um people always think what they're going through is just happening to them and as you said, even though you couldn't put like a, you didn't know exactly what you were going through, just by opening your mouth and starting with Lorraine saying that you weren't okay, then it just, you know, relating to her and then you having the strength to talk about it, then you process what's going on and it makes it sort of actually something you can deal with rather than just something that's going at a billion miles an hour in your head that just consumes you. Exactly. It becomes almost, I hope I don't trivialise this or offend anyone. When I say it sounds, it actually feels quite simple, but it actually sort of does. And I think for me, I remember going back to my parents' house, which again felt to me like a huge failure at the time. You know, here I was, I've got my, had my little swanky flat, which I'd bought in Angel in London, you know, (laughs) and suddenly I'm back at my parents' house, you know, in my 
children's-esque bedroom. You oh, know, it God. felt like a massive fall from grace for me. But actually what I needed was this this TLC. I remember sitting in my mum and dad's living room and my mum was literally like, I was just crying my eyes out because I just let all that emotion out. My mum was literally just hoovering around me for about four hours. It's like, just let her cry. Like a crime let her cry, scene dude. around me. Yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit. But, but the minute I kind of, you know, talked to my bosses and my agent at the time, who was excellent, and I just, you know, everyone was so understanding. And honestly, the the first thing I and this is a, a lot of people feel this, and I and I, it's easy for me to say, oh, don't feel like this. But I also know from personal experience, you do. You can't help but feel a bit embarrassed, a bit silly that you didn't ask for help sooner. Um, because in my experience, the help did come. And, and even just by someone going, it's okay, what do you need? I need some time off. I need some. I need to get rid of my horrible boyfriend and I need some help with that. Okay, we'll all help you. We'll all help you. And it all and it all came. And um, and it was, and then you feel like, so you feel like a bit of a knob really when your friends are like, well, why haven't you told me? And it's like, well, because I, I just didn't know how to. And I think that's what, well, I know that's why I end up, um, you know, doing what I do now. And then I went on to study, train in relationships, which are, you know, so important in our lives. And, you know, all, all areas really, because life can be shit, but it can also be amazing. One question I'd love to ask is what would, and I'm sure that everyone that's listening would love, what's the, in your recollection, the most scandalous event that's ever happened on Celebsco Dating that you can share with us? Oh, gosh. Or, or something that only... Something that exactly, something that we can do, oh. can be exclusive to our listeners. I need an exclusive for you. What's happened? Yes, please. Okay, so I mean, it's not really, okay. It's not really scandalous, but it was embarrassing for me. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's not so much, yeah, because most of the scandal gets shown on the telly. But um, it was more what happens behind the scenes. So in the agency, so when 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 we're in the agency setup, which is in uh, a big big building in central London, um, there's there's a lot of crossover between um, celebs when they because they kind of come in on more appointment. Base. So okay. it is literally like, you know, like it is an agency. It is an so agency. Paul and I, yeah, me, Paul and Tom, we're running, you know, eight hours, 10 hours that day. Cameras are rolling, you know, down in Tom's reception up in our in our room. Um, but there's a loo, which is which you never see on camera, which is sort of in between mine and Paul's room and um, and where the celebs sort of green room is when they come in, they sit, they wait and then they get called down, you know, on camera for their for their sort of session with us. Uh-huh. And I was really heavily pregnant um, during... Um, <laughs> Well, the two seasons before I did with you, I was preg- I'm always bloody pregnant. Um, and then, so I, my bladder, forgive me for being so old, my bladder goes quite quickly, quickly. As it when does when you're having Learning pregnant. everything yeah. on this podcast. When it does, yeah. Yeah, you learn a lot, you learn a lot. So I was constantly peeing and it was also really hot. So I was drinking a lot of water. I was constantly peeing. So I was always in this ruddy toilet, this little cabin loo. Well, Jack Fincham of Love Island fame, who was on that season, I kept telling him off, naughty boy, never learned how to knock on a bloody door. Oh, God. Um, well, that bit him on the arse and me because the amount of times <laughs> he would literally burst into this toilet cubicle um, needing a, a pre-show wig. Do you know what I mean? A quick nervous wee before he came in with us to find me in my full pregnant, eight month pregnant bump. I was really heavily pregnant at the time. And you can't even hover at that stage anymore. No, it's like too much can't even hover so I think at one point he did and he kept doing it and to be fake oh sorry Anna sorry but the poor guy I mean he must have had his eyeballs burnt out as he opened that door and he saw me (laughs) mid pregnant wipe um, as I'm like hovering yeah hovering over the bowl and because I'm so pregnant I've had to pull up my dress up to my boobs I've had to pull my pregnancy (laughs) spanks down to my ankles so he and let me tell you now guys this is too much information but a pregnant vagina 
this close to birth is not a good sight. They go a bit puffy. What? Um, and Jack Finchon was wait. not ready for uh, this. Yeah. I don't know. I think they I go think with puffy the, and what, wait, sorry, vagina well, they pregnant. They go quite puffy because yeah, there's a lot of pressure down there. So you get. I mean, my friend Louisa calls well, like it baboon sex ass. puff, kind of. Like, a little bit post sex, mm, yeah. Baboon like a tender bird. Well, I'm um, learning right. loads on this podcast. This is You're informative for me too. Good. Yeah, so, so Jack Fincham did, yeah, on several occasions, oh see me. I love hovering. the and then, and then I'd have to go into a really sensible client session talking about his upbringing <laughs> yeah, and his exactly. childhood. And, <laughs> and he's just seen my pregnant vagina. I, um, so, yeah. I think that, Jack, I mean, the first time's an accident. If you see exactly. he kept doing it, I think the fourth or fifth time. He must have had like one of these pregnancy women <laughs> fetishes, like people that just go to like pregnancy, like like uh, 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 birthing um, courses also. He like, must have. And who well, he you also, are the father of you're from the, uh, Germany. Partner of who, no, he no also one. did it to Lady C. So maybe he's into older ladies as well. Yeah, he did come out one day and he was like, oh, shit, I've just seen Lady C on the loo. And I was like, Jack, this is where you need to learn how to knock my friend. That's where he got a taste you're for gonna it. you're going to get scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think on, on that note, I don't think we can top that. Uh, what are you drinking? A cup of piss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? The Golden Fountain. <laughs> I'm drinking a very weakened Barocca. Oh, bless you. Anna, it was so lovely to have you on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to honour oh. us with your present and presents and present. Yeah. I hope I get one next time. And that. Also, we still owe you a little um, lunch or dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, you do don't that. owe me anything. You I don't owe, owe me you anything. So but much. it's my it's my pleasure, truly. Without without honestly, this is this is my moment to gas you guys up. But honestly, Sophie, you you know how uh, uh, how special you are. You are one of the most special women I've ever met in my whole life. Thank and it's been you, this is what I love about doing the show as well because you meet people that you don't well you haven't got a clue whether you'd get on with them or not. And you yeah. know you are a very very special soul with a very very big heart, and you deserve everything great that is and will continue to happen to you. And Fred, it's it's really nice to get Thank I know you. get to know you. I know how important you are to Sophie and I hope you come on the show as well. Um and as always, you know, my door is always open. So thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been a real thank pleasure. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, and thank you. I hope to see you soon. We'll have lunch. Lots of love, Anna. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Sophie, I mean, what was your favorite thing about that last podcast? I think I what I lo- I just love Anna to begin with. I mm. think she's such an amazing person. She made me open up in a way that I've never imagined. Apart from that one guy in Germany. Right. Don't be gross, Freddie Mouse. We're not. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You teed me up for it. What I actually really liked about that podcast was the fact that because I see someone like her on TV and mm. she just seems like someone that just has all the answers. And I think it's really interesting when you when you know with that is actually we learned. I didn't know that she had a meltdown. Like yeah. She, I didn't know that that she had this line. Would su- you would you'd think that someone that confident would never suffer from like anxiety and panic attack yes. so it was really nice uh, for her to share that with us and actually to um yeah share her sort of difficulties absolutely and also i respect her so much because she really knows what she's talking about because she has been through all of this and that's why i personally take her a lot more serious than a lot of the shrinks on harley street mm. i thought you were gonna say paul and i was like he's gonna hate that <laughs> oh my god never <laughs> so what about actually paul i mean was how is what was he like compared to her because I've never obviously met them, but what? How does Paul? Well, we differ talked to... less about vaginal 
swellings and and vibrators but it was obviously great having mm. having um Paul in there as as kind of like a male Paul to b- bounce off mm. of on mm. that don't get like the wrong idea again you know <laughs> I wasn't with him <laughs> pretty sure that there was something in the contract that forbid any of that behavior um so okay well anyway guys I think it's time and remember to like and subscribe This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.